You are now listening to the Conversationalist Podcast. All right. Well, thank you for listening to another episode of the Conversationalist Podcast. I'm Jesse, and I'm here with Amanda. Hi. And this is going to be episode 15, which is um, only going to cover the Warcraft movie. Um, technically, it was released early on um, June 8th in Los Angeles and other um, areas. Um, we didn't find this out until later. Otherwise, we would have went and seen it at the AMC theaters on the 8th. So that sucked. Um, so this is going to cover Warcraft um, plot summary, basically like a review of what we thought of the movie. You know, whether or not, you know, you're a fan of Warcraft, um, as far as the video game or World of Warcraft in general. Um, so, we actually watched it, um, yesterday. It was available, um, in our city, Bakersfield, California, on, um, June 9th. So, the earliest time that was available, um, was 7 p.m. So... We ended up buying tickets for the 7 p.m. showtime at uh, Pacific Theaters. Um, we chose to watch the IMAX uh, 3D version. Reason being is because IMAX has reserved seating, so we didn't have to wait in any sort of ridiculous long line ride um, waiting to see this movie. You know, have to show up an hour early, um, so. We just ended up showing like 10 till and, you know, got our seats right where we wanted them. And obviously the image quality was fantastic. It's an IMAX 3D. And I guess that goes to another point. If you are a fan of Warcraft in general um, or the World of Warcraft um, video game, MMORPG, you would know how long this movie has been wanted uh, by the masses, and so I never, I honestly never thought this movie was going to come. Did you? Nope. Yeah, I never thought that this movie was going to happen. So I mean, imagine my excitement along with everybody else's that this actually was a reality, and that it was becoming a reality, and that it was actually going to come out. Um, so with that said, I mean, as long as some people have been waiting, if you're going to see a movie that you've been waiting that long to see, that you've been a fan of since the very beginning. Um, you know, you appreciate it. I'm not going to go as far as to say that I'm as big a lore nerd as other people are with like, you know, having read every single book that Blizzard's put out with like the real lore from the book and like that I know what the differences from the lore are, lore are in the book compared to what they are in World of Warcraft and like how they're different because that's always a, that's always a thing. Like if you're ever in like trade chat on any server in any city Horde or Alliance, there's always talk of like, well, this is different in the books and, uh, you know, Blizzard's doing this different in the storyline. So, um, kind of venturing off my point, but my point being is that if you've been waiting for this movie as long as you have, go big. You know, go to the IMAX. Go watch it in 3D. Do both. If, if there's the freaking D-Box showing, you know, pay for it. Because, I mean, don't, the, the coolest thing that we could do locally was watching an IMAX 3D. And so that's what we did. And, you know, we also wanted to be one of the first showtimes that was available. And so we did that too. Um, 
So, um, you know, I think we have high expectations being that we're, um, you know, fans of the franchise, friends of the video games. What did you think of the movie? It was good. It was really good. I liked Surprisingly it good, right? Yeah, it was good. So, I mean, what were your favorite, I mean, like, what, what, what was just like, I mean, your overall, you know, best part of the movie before we get into just like, oh, this is everything about it. I like the murloc. That was like a three second clip in the movie. But it was cute. <laughs> oh my God. It was like the back of a murloc. It was like a real quick cut scene. It was cute. When they're going to Goldshire or whatever. And then so what? it's like, <laughs> I mean, everybody else appreciated it. You saw like, ah, you know, everybody thought the murloc was cool, but it was cute. It's a three second cut scene. That's the favorite part. The murloc. I liked it. Wow. Um, I don't know. I mean, that's cool. Whatever. That's your, you'd like three seconds of the movie. I mean. I liked the whole movie. Yeah. I mean, there were bits and pieces that I liked more, but the Murloc was cute. Yeah. Cute. Um, I thought that uh, the overall storyline was pretty good as far as like setting um, just like just setting the foundation for the Warcraft series to jump off into, you know, several sequels. You know, um, as far as I know, there's they've already made a shit ton of money, and so I hope it's a hit so that that way there can be sequels. Um, the acting was, I thought, pretty good. Uh, I know there were a lot of reviews that the acting was terrible, just the movie was terrible. Critics were not kind to this movie, but the no, thing they is... Hated it. Well, and, and, and the thing is, is that, you know, these types of movies, I mean, and even other movies that are arguably good movies, a lot of times they just don't do, do good with critics. I mean, critics want to see some edgy, like, you know, pushing the envelope on, like, social injustice or whatever in order to get, like, 95% critic ratings. But a lot of times the people that go watch the movie don't think it's as critically acclaimed a good movie as, you know, the critics do. You know, it might get 70%, whereas the critics give it 95 But then, on, you know, on this hand, I thought the, the storyline was good. Um, just the overall action sequences were very good. The CGI was not as... It wasn't garbage like everybody says it was. Oh my god, it's so <laughs> fake. It looks like it's from 1980s. No, that's, that's so ridiculous. Those are just people that have to just talk shit about a movie... Um, because it has to do with the video game that they hate and they quit and they don't like it anymore. But they're still the same people that follow every freaking World of Warcraft fan page on Facebook and still follow every single expansion and still talk trash about the game and are involved in it even though they don't play it anymore. Huh? There was only one scene that I really thought was like a lick cheesy. It was, one? One, it was one of the ones where they're flying on the Griffin and I was just like, did you just throw a toy? griffin across the screen <laughs> it looked really cheesy but other than that i thought all the other effects were really good mm, you know i i don't know i don't really know what scene you're talking about but i think they they were flying back into stormwind for something i can't tell you what part of the movie was because there's a lot of flying into stormwind but i mean at one point it just looked it seriously looked like they just <laughs> launched a toy across the screen it, wow um no i don't remember that i, I do know that I was actually impressed at one point because their attention to detail was fantastic. 
Stormwind looked exactly the way you expect Stormwind to look. Ironforge looked Ironforge. I mean, they really they really pulled the images out of the video game and digitized them so it's exactly the way you saw it in the movie, but it looks realistic. And um, I mean, they went as far into details like when they do a cutscene when they're showing the top of Stormwind and there's like a Griffin flying in. They even went as far in detail as like the Griffin flies into the specific spot towards the front of Stormwind where the Griffin would be in the video game. Like it was, it was, they were that, um, you know, in it as far as detail was concerned, which I was like, whoa, wow, yeah, they really, uh, you know, I mean, I just, I was impressed. I mean, that's something really small, but I mean, those little details are things that I caught. Um, like the Murloc. Yeah, the Murloc too. Murloc. You know, the fact that they did the meeting in Goldshire instead of the, instead of Stormwind Keep, that was kind of a head scratcher, but I think they had to somehow introduce Goldshire. So, you know, you do what you got to do. Like, where's all the erotic RP? <laughs> yeah, where's all the fools that are dancing around the table, naked drain eye and stuff? Um, so, I mean, for those that don't play World of Warcraft or aren't familiar with, like, the original Orcs vs. Humans, you know, Warcraft, uh, you know, video game series, um, the plot summary for the movie is basically that a Pete... The peaceful realm of Azeroth stands on the brink of war as its civilization faces a fearsome race of invaders, orc warriors fleeing their dying home to colonize another. As a portal opens to connect the two worlds, one army faces destruction and the other faces extinction. From opposing sides, two heroes are set on a collision course that will decide the fate of their family, their people, and their home. And so, uh, you know, basically as far as storyline goes, um, Gul'dan is, uh, you know, leading the horde in this planet that um, the orcs are from, um, but he's using a shit ton of fell energy, and basically whenever he's using fell energy, it's basically killing everything around him. And so they're constantly moving around um, this world, but wherever they go, because Goldan's using his fell power, um, it's just, it basically destroyed the planet. Um, so they took a lot of prisoners which when they're leaving the planet that they're coming from all their prisoners are draenei and so all of these draenei prisoners were basically placed in uh you know wooden cages and placed near uh that portal and he he basically um extracts their life force and uses it to power the portal that gets some of the horde through so they take through some of the strongest orc clans in order to capture more people uh, or life forms on the other side of this portal so that they can power the portal even more to bring the, the rest of the horde and uh so um goldan would bestow certain people with fell power um but the thing is is you know it basically corrupts you i mean you have to take life in order to give it um, that's the whole purpose of, you know, fell power. So, um, you know, in, in Medivh gets introduced, who is a guardian, um, of Azeroth and, uh, you know, initially, you know, he's supposed to be an ally who's, you know, leading King Lane Rin, um, you know, advising him. He gets summoned, uh, after, uh, Anduin Lothar contacts him and says that the king needs his assistance uh humans go to basically contact you know the orcs uh 
or to figure out what the heck's going on because a lot of their, uh, I don't know, like cities outside of Stormwind are, are being attacked and people are dying. And so, uh, you know, there sets the collision course. Um, now, Durotan basically isn't happy with the way the Horde are being run because they're basically just ravaging and pillaging villages with unarmed people and you know are killing women and children and things like that which he doesn't see any honor um in that even though a lot of the other horde don't seem to have a problem with it they're basically following goldan's orders and um at one point he decides as war chief of his clan that uh which was the Frostwolf clan that uh he didn't want to follow them anymore and he was going to see if uh he can get some assistance from the humans in order to overthrow Gul'dan because they know they're not strong enough to fight him. Um, do you kind of want to pick up from there? You skipped over them capturing Garona. I mean, she's a big part in helping them have the meeting. Well, right, and that all takes place when they initially make first contact and they capture, they capture Garona. And, you know, in the beginning portion of the movie... Uh, Garona can basically speak the Draenei language and the Orc language, and so she could also speak um, the common tongue, English, and she could uh, speak Orc. Um, so when they capture her, because she's basically a slave since she's a half-breed, uh, you know, they're basically using her to communicate with, you know, what the Orcs want or whatever's going to happen, and, um, you know, she's basically letting the king know, uh, you know, King Ren, that the orcs are going to take over the planet. And, uh, you know, she's willing to help them because they're basically going to free her. And uh, there's kind of a little bit of a uh, sexual tension with uh, Anduin Lothar and uh, Garona. So, kind of a star-crossed lovers thing. A little bit. And um, so, you know, they're also getting gui guidance from Medivh. And then you also get Cadgar you know, that gets introduced into this, um, you know, where he basically sneaks in to, uh, it's the stockades, right? Because he's trying to... Basically, yeah, yeah. They're in the stockades and they're trying to, uh, he's trying to assess this body that's been recovered because he thinks it has the answer to whatever it is they're looking for. Um, so after he examines it, he realizes that it's fell energy and then he ends up telling Medivh what he's found and Medivh can't believe that you know there's fell energy that's in Azeroth and that it has no place in it so um, you know it's high alarm and they're trying to figure out like how they can how they can stop this well uh what is it uh Anduin ha uh, Anduin's son is a sergeant um in the Stormwind military and is basically trying to you know look up you know trying to impress his father and um, you know, he's assisting with this whole peaceful mission. So eventually when um, Anduin, King King Ren, and Durotan and all of them meet uh, in order to try to figure out how they can overthrow Gul'dan, there's uh, an ambush. One of the other orcs uh, betrays Durotan because they didn't want to work with the humans and didn't think that his idea was a good idea, even though they didn't necessarily want to follow... Um, uh, even though they didn't want to follow Gul'dan. And so uh, when Medivh steps in to 
basically save, um, you know, the king and Anduin and everybody else. Uh, this lightning barrier basically separates, like, right in the middle of the battle. And Anduin's son ends up getting killed by an orc that he had battled earlier in the storyline and actually blew off his hand with a, with a gun that, you know, was made by a dwarf. And so that orc, um, you know, killed his son right in front of him. <laughs> so, uh, Blackhand, isn't it? It was Blackhand, yes. Um, so, you know, on goes the story. Um, you know, Lady Taria, who's the queen to Lane Rin, uh, gives... You know, Garona, this sword in order to, or like, not like really a sword, more of a dagger it's to. A tiny dagger. Yeah, to uh, defend herself, you know, and kind of, you know, show that they, they trust her. Um, you know, all of this is going on, and, you know, they're trying to figure out, like, what could have brought the orcs to the world. And then um, Khadgar basically finds out that somebody was summoning them from the other side. And he realizes. Uh, Anduin is also kind of becoming suspicious of uh, Medivh as well. We find out that Medivh actually um, is corrupted with fell energy. And... So sad. Yeah, he's corrupted with fell energy and he's the one that's helping um, Gul'dan get the rest of the orcs, you know, across this portal. And uh, so... um, they have to, all the humans have to, you know, gather all their forces to, you know, make a final stand. Because basically, if they don't try to stop this portal from opening, all the orcs come through, um, they're not going to stand a chance. Uh, so there's like a, a huge final battle. Um, you know, at one point, uh, Anduin, who had been locked in the stockades for uh, basically calling out Medivh, and at the time the king didn't realize that, uh, you know, Medivh was a traitor, you know, locked Anduin up. Um, Anduin's freed by Khadgar, and so Anduin's trying to, um, you know, get to the king to try to rescue him because he's leading this assault against the Horde and the portal. Um, And uh, Khadgar is, you know, going to let Medivh know what's going on. Well, then, you know, battle, you know, the whole battle starts and you know, for like, you know, the clock is ticking because, you know, the portal is starting to open and, uh, you know, they, he's <laughs> fucking, what is it, uh, Ka- uh, not Khadgar, but um, uh, Medivh basically has a golem and so Khadgar and Anduin are finding this fucking golem and trying to keep, uh, you know, Medivh from uh, speaking the words to summon, you know, them to the other side. Uh, obviously, they win. <laughs> You know, they destroy the golem and simultaneously uh, stop Medivh from uh, the summoning sequence. But when Anduin finally leaves, uh, it's basically too late to uh, rescue King Rin. Um, He's lost most of his people. He managed to save a bunch of uh, humans that had been captured by the orcs. And um, in a last-ditch effort, Medivh, who had basically been corrupted by the fell energy, realized, um, you know, what he had done uh, creates a Stormwind portal to kind of help some of the people escape. And so a bunch of people escape, but as last dying breath, um, the, the Stormwind portal fails. And so the king's still on the other side with only a handful of his men. And, uh, you know, Garona's assisting him. Well, by this time, Blackhand, uh, he he uh, got a bunch of 
um, fell energy bestowed upon him and uh, you know was coming to basically kill the king to take this honor and so uh, King Ren basically tells Garona look you have to kill me because if you don't he's gonna kill me and they'll just kill you so you know if you take this honor you know you might be able to help us you know create some sort of peace with the humans and so in the last minute reluctantly she kills him and uh, you know she becomes uh, you know, revered amongst her people, and so instead of her being this half-breed, you know, they basically take her in as a real orc. Um, when Anduin finally comes, uh, he has to battle, um, he basically gets knocked off his, uh, griffin and has to battle Blackhand. Well, it ends up being a real quick fight because he basically owns the shit out of the dude and kills him. Um. <laughs> yeah, splits him from the bottom first. Yeah, it was, it was pretty epic. Um, you expected it to be a big-ass battle, but no, it was fucking fast. But, in the whole movie, Anduin's a very cunning warrior that, you know, is a force to be reckoned with. So, um, the orcs are going to let him go because as part of the battle, um, you know, it was an honor for him to win. And so, it was dishonorable for them to do anything to him, even though Gul'dan wanted him dead. Um, you know, Garona basically convinced everybody to leave him alone, um, mainly because at this point, you know, she's a revered, respected person amongst the Horde because of her killing the king. But now Anduin, uh, you know, seemingly hates Corona because he finds her dagger that was given to her by the queen in the king's neck. And so believes that, you know, she's actually betrayed, um, betrayed him and betrayed Stormwind, even though she did it reluctantly and nobody actually knows or is able to speak with her to find out that she'd only done, um, you know, what the king had asked her to and the king had basically sacrificed himself for the greater good. Um... So, you know, Cadgar, in toward the end of the movie, you know, doesn't believe that, you know, she was, um, you know, somebody that did that willingly. But, you know, Anduin has his doubts. Uh, you know, and that's basically where it's left off. And, you know, the Alliance uh, basically comes together. And um, even though they're, they've had a peace, they basically form the Alliance, you know, with the Night Elves, with the Dwarves. I didn't really see any gnomes. Um, at the end, like on the Stormwind Steps, I didn't see the gnomes. I saw the dwarves, I saw the night elves. There weren't any gnomes. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, obviously, this is too early in the story for there to be Draenei, or, um, you know, for there to be, uh, um, Jesus, why am I, why am I forgetting the wolf's names? Worgens. Yeah, the worgens aren't in there either, so, um, obviously, you know, no goblins or pandas either. <laughs> This is way too early in the story. You know, you get hints, you know, obviously, um, you know, there's mentions of Thrall. There's mentions of... Because uh, he was born. Well, right. I mean, there, there's mentions of Thrall. There's mentions of Varian. There's, uh, you know, there's mentions of uh, a lot of other characters, you know, that you know of in the story that are eventually going to, you know, get introduced, you know, because this is going way back in the in the storyline. So um, there's a lot more to come. Um, you know, you only really saw... Warriors, you know, obviously Cadgar with the mage. Um, you know, you saw some mages from Dalaran and stuff like that. But, you know, and obviously with, you know, um, Gul'dan, you know, he's basically you know, like a warlock or whatever. But you had other people. Like, you didn't really see um, paladins. You didn't see, like, any, you know, you didn't see any, like, priest powers or, like, hunters or, like, you know, other heroes. You know, doing a doing a heck of a lot. So, um, you know, if you're expecting to see all those, you know, 
types of classes uh, represented in the movie, you're going to be a little bit disappointed. It's all about the mages. Woo-woo. <laughs> yeah, she plays mages all the time. And so, um, I mean, overall, I thought the movie was good. I, I'd kind of hope that maybe the night elves would play some sort of part in it. You know, you might see some druid druids assisting in battle or, you know, dwarves, you know, doing a, um, you know, some hunter shit. Uh, but, you know, they were reluctant to help with the humans because they believed it was more of a, a human problem and that they needed to basically keep their forces to their own cities to um, defend themselves. Um, you know, so the humans are basically left to their own devices to fight the orcs. Um, there are some things that weren't touched on, um, you know, that, you know, did play some importance in the movie. But, you know, I think overall that's basically what happens. Um, you know, I did briefly skip over, like, you know, kind of something important. And that's when Durotan's basically trying to convince the Horde that following Gul'dan is bad for the Horde. And, you know, that they shouldn't follow him. And so he battles them. Um, he battles Gul'dan in what's supposed to be hand-to-hand combat. And Gul'dan cheats and ends up murdering him, um, you know, by using his powers. Drains him completely. Um, but it helps the Horde realize that, you know, Gul'dan's probably not the leader that they should be following. And so even though... They do end up fighting the humans anyways, which is kind of assisting in what Gul'dan's trying to accomplish. I think at that point they realize that, uh, you know, maybe he's not the war chief that uh, they should be following because he's the reason for a lot of their problems. Um, And he has no honor. So, um, overall, I thought the movie was really good. Whether or not you're a Warcraft fan, you're a World of Warcraft fan... The movie was fantastic. If you like Lord of the Rings, if you like, you know, uh, if you like, you know, fantasy, you know, sci-fi uh, type movies, um, this is right up your alley. Uh, again, you're not going to be confused watching this movie if you don't know anything about the lore or if you don't know anything about the game or the story. Um, obviously, it's beneficial because you might be like, ooh, oh, wow, oh, yeah, you know, I know about this or that, but um, that's not necessarily going to make your experience any less fun um i highly recommend highly recommend the movie um you know don't follow a rotten tomato says or any of what the critics are saying um <laughs> yeah they said it was a wannabe lord of the rings with a sprinkling of avatar thrown in there which i didn't see that like at all probably because of the drain eye what the whole two seconds they were in it right I'm, but you know how they are i mean the thing is is sure Lord of the Rings was probably a book long before World of Warcraft and all that kind of stuff, you know, became what it was. But World of Warcraft has been its own entity for quite a long time, and the games have been developed over a significant amount of time. And, you know, there's a lot to this lore. And obviously, if you don't know anything about it, you're just going to be like, oh, this is a copy of this, and oh, this is a copy of that. Well, technically, everything nowadays is a copy of a copy of a copy of a copy. I mean, at this point, as long as humans have been around, there's always going to be a reinvention of this, that, or the other thing. I mean, how many people made, I mean, you know, if people made a vampire movie after somebody made, like, the first vampire movie, they're like, oh, they're just copiers because those vampires are different from those other vampires. Like, you know, people just make vampire movies now. It's not like, oh, that guy fucking couldn't create his own special monster. You know, they created a fucking vast world that has a shit ton of lore that has to do with a ton. I'm super excited for what we can expect. I kind of thought that, you know, obviously they focused on the orcs versus humans, you know, kind of segment of what Warcraft is. Where do you see the movie going? 
as far as like what we can expect. Well, they'd probably have to move it into that the world of Warcraft because I was I was reading some early fan reviews because you know obviously we weren't the only ones that got to see it early, uh, and everyone was saying you know it was based on the first game which was just Warcraft and that's why a lot of people are getting confused with how some of the things are turning out and I think. Um, with the next movie, they'll probably just move it up into the game that everyone is more familiar with. Like Vanilla WoW? Yes. Which is kind of what I expect. Um, you know, I'm, I, I played the original Warcraft games, Warcraft vs. Humans and all that stuff. And so, you know, I know that's what what they focus mainly on. And so, I mean, I could see why certain people are confused, but, you know, obviously I look forward to, you know, what they do with Vanilla, um, or the original World of Warcraft, you know, the introduction of all the different, uh, lands and all of the different bad guys and all of the different classes, you know, maybe we'll get to see, because in the movie, we get to see Stormwind, we get to see Ironforge, uh, Karazhan, Stockades, Goldshire, um, but that's pretty much it. You get mention of like Red Ridge Mountains and that kind of thing. But it would be cool to see. Uh, it'd be really cool to see like Thunder Bluff. You know what the orcs do as far as you know building uh, um, Agrimar or you know. See, I actually want to see the Horde lands, not the Alliance lands. Yeah, because this is mostly an Alliance movie, and so um, you know it'd be really cool to see them introduce uh, the Forsaken. I really want to see Undercity. I mean, what what I mean? What do you look forward to the most as far as what you are hoping to see in this next sequel? Um, I don't know. I just I just want to see another movie. <laughs> it was good. I don't care what they do with it. I just do another one. Really, um, maybe see more where Corona goes. I don't know. A lot of people were upset about her character too. Um. Because I guess she's supposed to be half orc and half draenei. Um, and people are like, why do they make her a half human instead? And it's been a really big thing. So I would imagine that in the next movie they would have to bring her back only because, you know, she had the thing with um, Lothar. And I'm, I can't be the only one that wants to know how that goes, right? I mean... <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's a pretty interesting love story. I mean, but, you know, with her being half orc, half human... You, uh, I mean, she didn't look very orcish. I mean, aside from the small little things, very subtle. I mean, she wasn't even really that green. Her ears. Her ears, yeah. Um, but she wasn't really that green either. You know, no, so. she wasn't. She was very, there was a lot of human in the way she looked. But most of the orcs weren't green unless they had the fell. In them, if if you look at the movie, like the ones that didn't have the fell in them, like um, Durotan and his friend, right. they weren't green. Yeah. But Thrall was green when he was born, even though his parents weren't green. So that was, but he was reborn with the fell energy because remember well, she had to push him out early, and he he came out dead. Well, and, Thrall was born dead, and he was actually the same color as Durotan. But when Gul'dan revived him by basically taking the life force from a nearby deer and putting that life force into Thrall, it turned him green. Well, that's what I'm saying. And she's green. And 
Remember, she said that they killed her mom for having her, and Gul'dan gave her her mom's fang, or tusk, not fang. So, she's green, so maybe she has it in her. Yeah. I mean, that doesn't necessarily, I, I think, make her evil, because there were some orcs that weren't necessarily evil, but because they had that fell corruption, when um, Khadgar used some of his spells, it basically was able to affect them, the orcs that had... Uh, fell energy in their blood in a different manner than the rest of the orcs who didn't have the, uh, you know, who didn't have the fell corruption. Right. So again, you know, the, the movie's, the movie's fantastic. You know, obviously there's a lot of different people that want to see a lot of different stuff from the movies. Um, just go see it. You'll like it probably as much as we did or maybe even more. And so, um, this was a movie that was a long time in the making and, uh, that's pretty much all there is to it. If you don't think you're gonna like it, like I said before with other movies, just go to the matinee. Just see the regular one. If you're a big if you're a big fan like we are, and you like BlizzCon and all the other things, all their games that Blizzard uh, puts out, you know, then go see it in IMAX 3D. Go see it in the fucking D box. I mean, do it big. I mean, the movie was fantastic. Um, so you know, we hope you enjoy or at least appreciated the review. Um, you know, we try to be as unbiased as possible. If there was anything garbage about it, we would have definitely called it out because we're too big of fans to, you know, sugarcoat <laughs> a terrible movie that we've been waiting to see. So, um, that's pretty much it. You know, download us on SoundCloud. Check us out on iTunes. Uh, you know, we uh, post our uh, our podcasts on our Facebook page that at uh, that conversationalist. Uh, you can email us at that conversationalist at gmail.com. Um, you can tweet us at uh, at that com podcast. So. Thanks for listening. Jesse, I'm here with Amanda. Hi. And bye. we gotta go. <laughs> bye. Bye.